Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So here with nine more years left on his contract after this one. Awaiting the 1-1 pitch with three on, two out. Here it is. And he swings, grounds one up the middle. Bogarts is there behind the bag. Fires to first. Ball game over. The Red Sox win it. Brian Bayo has his first major league win. Boy, shifting there meant the difference. That was right over second base. And Xander was there at the edge of the outfield grass to flag it down and throw off Seager. And the Red Sox have won their fourth straight. They beat the Texas Rangers, the final Boston 5, and Texas 3 in a thriller. Second hour of KJ and Don Darrow on WEEI. Thank you so much for starting your Sunday with us. Look, the Red Sox have won four in a row, Mark, and I am of the belief that there is a window still that exists because with the sweep today of the Rangers... There is a path for the Red Sox to get unbelievably hot and make it very interesting towards the end, but I can tell you don't think so. Like what? (laughs) The playoffs? (laughs) Yeah, that last wild card spot. Dude, they're, no. They're, they're, no. What if I gave, what if I told, what if I gave you How many games out are they? How many games out? Let me tell you what's in front. Let's, let's go what's on your plate first before what's ahead. Uh, You know, let's go what's in front of you first. Okay, listen. If can they sweep Texas? Yes. Can they win two out of three from Tampa? Sure. Could they get revenge and sweep Baltimore? No. I believe they could. Okay. Because Baltimore hasn't had their slip yet, right? Okay. Every major league baseball team has their off season in the season. I think Baltimore is about to see it. Do you think in a two game series they can split with the Yankees? Sure. Can they sweep the Royals? Uh no. Come on, man. What did they do the last time they played the Royals? At this time now, with Trevor Story back, Kike's back, do you believe that they could sweep the Royals? No. Do you think they could sweep Cincy in a two-game series? Yes. So despite what Mark Dundero said, with these things that I said that they would do, that would be a 13-2 and record and it put them at 75 wins with still another 13 games to go. I think at that point they would be about three games out of the final wide card, wild card spot if they do that. And then you would have all your remaining games against the AOL East to finish out the season, which is seven versus Baltimore, six versus Tampa, three more versus Toronto. I think there's like four more games in there with the Yankees as well. So, look, I, I've been extremely hard on this team this year, but I also try and look at what's really possible. Now, if they didn't sweep Texas, I would say throw all of the rest of this out of the window because then you'd say, okay, they would have to sweep Tampa, and I don't see that. Yeah. But – 
or sweep the Yankees in a two-game series, and I don't necessarily see that either. But I think they could get Baltimore because Baltimore, I think they've had that. You're even you're even one of those who said that Baltimore would come back, didn't you? Come back I, to the pack? Yeah, come back. That, that, uh, that's sure. The, okay, but my, here's my, my thing. I think they will come back. They won't. They, I think they will still possibly come back. It'll be close. It'll be close. I think the Red Sox may pass them if the Red Sox could get hot, like I just mentioned. Sweep Texas, get two of three from Tampa, sweep Baltimore, split with the Yankees, sweep the Royals, sweep Cincinnati in a two game series. That's 13 and two. Dude, they're seven and a half games out with three teams ahead of them. I just told you what could happen immediately. Following today, seven and a half games out with less than a month to go, bro. Control what you can control. That number they can't control, but they can control their series against Tampa. I'm not saying, hey, sweep Tampa, sweep Baltimore, sweep the Yanks, sweep the Royals, sweep Cincy. That would be dreaming. Yeah, I, I'm. I think you you keep talking about hope with the Patriots. I'm telling you right now, there's a better chance the Patriots go three and one to start the season than whatever you just outlined with the Red Sox. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I know we can't wager on the air, but if you told me, like, okay, could they sweep Texas? That could happen today. But, but all right. My, could, they, they beat, could they beat Tampa two out of three? That just happened last week. Look, this team didn't get it done earlier in the year, and that's why they're in the position that they're in now. Okay? They're going like to have to prove something You don't like how Trevor Story's looking coming back? You don't like how Raffi's starting to come no, out I mean, look, a little bit? No, I mean, look, Xander Bogarts is, I mean, this is what should have happened two months ago. But you still have a chance for it to happen now. No, there's no chance. You're seven and a half games out of the last wild card, and it's September. You're done. Done, th- done, how, done. How would 13-2 and two affect that seven and a half lead? You don't think it bites into it? I didn't say they would suddenly be the final wild card spot. I said they would be two, maybe three games out of that final wild card spot. And if they're three games out of that final wild card spot, and now you're playing nothing but the Orioles, Tampa, Yankees, and Baltimore – now you can really chomp into it. That's where the whole meet, like those last 13 or so games, are really going to now be this passion play that says, look, if the Red Sox get lucky over a course of these following 13 games, look who your last wild card team would be. A few weeks ago, KJ, they won four of six, which is a nice little run, and they gained zero games. I mean, you I'm need to win four of six. You I'm need to win 13 and two. Okay, but still, you need to win like seven in a row. To gain maybe like two games, seven in a row. They've gained three games in the last four games. In the last four games, but, in the last four but days, the averages they, they'll average itself out, and then when they lose a couple. But I just told you they've dropped the, the lead. Is they're, they're out of the complete AL East lead is down to now thirteen and a half. And a couple of days ago, it was seventeen. Like last a week and a half ago, it was seventeen. So it can happen. How have they gained? They're still seven and a half out of the wild card. But I'm talking about the AL East in terms of like if you're talking about how many games they've gained, right? They've gained three and a half games since August 30th. Yeah, and that's because the Yankees and are everybody in historic in, meltdown mode. Well, but well, that's okay. They're in front of them, right? And uh, would the Yankees not be in the playoffs even if they lose the the AL East? They would still be one of the teams in. So would Toronto. So would Tampa. The real team you can't do anything about is Seattle, but. You can't catch the. Like I said, you have the Yankees, Toronto, and Tampa still in front of you. That look, if you do these things that I said that they do, and it starts with yes, sweeping Texas, and they had the chance to do that afternoon. This this could happen. As crazy as that sounds, it could happen. And that's the thing with baseball. You've seen epic fails with teams happen before. You've seen collapses. At the ends of seasons where you're like, you know what? They were ahead nine games at the start of September and they fell apart. 
When was the last time that happened? I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to happen all the time. It just needs to happen once, and it means it can happen again. It's like saying, oh, the Red Sox will never win. Like in 2000, oh, the Red Sox will never win a World Series. It's been since what, 19 what? How long did you have to wait for that? Yeah, I For that narrative change. So that, that's the three thing. Teams, three teams ahead of you and seven and a half games. Control I mean, what you can control. You sweep Texas, you've done mission number one. You get two out of three of that from Tampa, that's another mission right there. You win that series. You would have to sweep Baltimore, and you. this is where you would have to put your foot and say, okay, we don't believe that this team is better than what we have bat-wise. Split with the Yankees in a two-game series, sweep the Royals because, hey, are they really that better? much better than Texas? And sweep Cincinnati, who's one of the worst teams in the league, in a two-game series. That's 13-2. and two. Mm-hmm. And you don't believe they're you, – you, but you say they still won't catch. They won't catch any ground winning 13 out of 15. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, I think they're done. I mean, you're talking like the, the Orioles have won four in a row, and they've well, got a game against Oakland to a, today. Like, yeah, that's Oakland, right? Okay, you, they'll they'll get five in a row today against Oakland. But then what happens when you have a hot Red Sox team coming in that swept Texas, won two out of three against Tampa? Then they'll they would have won like seven out of eight coming up against the team that's you know because you don't know what this I don't know who Baltimore's I mean, next series nice, is. It's a nice narrative. I, you're just asking too much. It's it's this, this team is I mean they should have been doing this a month and a half ago and they would have been in it. They would have probably at that point been two three games out and we could have had a conversation. Seven and a half. Anything over five, you're done. In September, you're not coming back. I mean it takes an exceptional circumstance for you to come back from that. Seven and a half, they're done. We can watch. I'll root for them to win. It'll be a nice story if they show a little uh, heart down the stretch. But they're done. This is over. It's over. I think, that's, not what's happening. I think that's what's happening. Did you hear the crowd noise at the end of yesterday's final? Like, keep in mind, if you told me two weeks ago that, hey, man, there's a good chance nobody's going to be at the Saturday afternoon game against Texas, I'd be like, I could understand that. But look, give it to the fan base. They're still saying, look, as long as there's still a breath in this team and they're showing positive momentum, Trevor's story has come back immediately, so there's no, there hasn't been this worry of, like, how would he adjust coming back? Kike is now back. Um, they're talking about bringing Cassis up today. Maybe maybe just sit on the bench. I don't know, but, you know, look, they sent Bobby down to Worcester. <laughs> so I think they're saying, you know what, there's an opportunity right now, and plus that electric stuff you saw from Bayo yesterday that finally got him a win, and he goes six innings. Now you've got some type of momentum in that clubhouse. We're not having these conversations about Heim versus Alex. We're talking about, hey, look, there's a potential pathway that involves Kansas City in the mix, Cincinnati in the mix, another chance to get back at Baltimore. These things could really, a two-game set with the Yankees that you could, look, if you split that set, you, you could still do something. What if you win that set the way the Yankees are going? I'm just going to be like one of those type of people that says, you know what? It isn't over until I give it 15 more games. Where they, If the Red Sox only win, let's say they win 10 of their next 15, I don't think it would be enough. So there's where I would agree with you. We, we, had this exa- we basically had this same conversation last week as they were on the verge of sweeping Tampa, and then what happened? They went out and they lost to Tampa and then lost the next two to Minnesota. But I was still on the guise of, hey, because what they didn't do against Pittsburgh and Baltimore leading into that, Tim, and what happened with Toronto, that I thought they were the wheels were were out of just out of place. But you know, losing one out of you know losing one game out to, out of three to Tampa was that wasn't a problem. The problem started to become what happened in Minnesota. That that made you feel a little worse as they took that loss from Tampa and then went into Minnesota. But now they're on a they potentially can win four. So this, did I mean five today? 
I, I just think you're you're crazy. Like this scenario, they're playing is, better. What, they're playing better. Is, but at three at Tampa, three at Baltimore, then two against the Yankees, then three against the team you just lost three of four to. Okay. Then you got to find Cincinnati, it's on the road, and then four at the Yankees, followed by Baltimore, when they've sucked, sucked against the AL East all year long. So you it's really over. believe you're going to see a repeat of what you saw in Kansas City with the Royals with this team here. There was no Trevor Story. That Kike no, wasn't the, no. back yet. They'll probably take two of three at least from Kansas City. I'll Devers was in a slump. I, mean, he, I think he hit like 196 going into a 163, like, for over the last 30 days until a couple of days ago. Like, it started to pick up with 10 RBI. They've sucked so, all year so long look, so, the so, sucked. Okay. It hasn't been close. But they get to see the AL least at the very end, and if they go on this little run over the next 15 games, they go 13-2. and two. I'm not saying they go undefeated, but I'm just saying they have this kind of super, this kind of superpower, or if you will, kind of final boss mentality to them. Where now, if they're, they're they won't have the wild, they won't have that last wild card position, but they could be within three or four games playing nothing but AL East teams in front of them, and those that's two of the three teams make up the AL East, uh, make up the uh, wild card spot. So the Yankees I, are going to figure it out to some extent at some point. They still haven't. They don't no, even I know, know that but they're it's going not to September. at some point. They're at some point going to figure it out. The Red Sox dug themselves a hole. Now, I do think they'll probably put together a nice little run here and and show some heart down the stretch. I'm sure they will. But they put together, uh, they had too many bad games early in the season. They dug too deep of a hole, and they're not going to be able to climb out of it. And I don't even care what kind of run they put together here. I don't even think, KJ, it's going to get interesting. I think they might put together a run, but I don't. I'd be surprised if they get to under five games. If they get to four or three games, I'd be shocked. It's going to stay five or more in terms of their deficit in the wild card. It's over. Yeah, but they're two games away from five hundred, and that wasn't even close to a conversation uh, a, a week ago. I, right? I, I just said it. I don't think they're going to get below five games out of the wild card. I think it's going to stay five or more, and even if they get to four. It's still going to be how many teams are ahead of you. I, I, it's that's over. when it'll get interesting. That's when it'll get interesting. I think they'll get it down to maybe three, four games going into those final series with maybe two weeks left in the season, and that's where everything will play out. Do I think they'll dominate those games? No, but anything could happen if you get the people who are immediately in front of you in this chase in the game right away. You'll have direct. You don't have to worry about scoreboard watching anymore. Here's so, where I'll be interested. Okay, you want yeah. me to? I'll tell you where I'll be interested. They sweep Texas today. Yeah, they sweep Tampa. They sweep. I don't think that happened. They sweep Tampa. Well, I'm telling you where I'll be interested. Okay. If they sweep the Rays and sweep Baltimore, then you will have me interested on Tuesday, September 13th, when they host New York. Then so I'll no, say, hmm, wait, okay. So only one game makes a difference for you to be interested or not. So if they lose one game out of what you're just saying, because I said they lose one to Tampa and sweep Baltimore. And win today. So it only takes one game for you to change your mind. That's the only difference. Well, I, didn't one say, game. I didn't say I wouldn't be interested in your scenario. I just said I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I, I even think, yeah, one game at this point, when you're seven and a half games back as we approach mid-September, you can't have. So if they sweep that road trip, come back home and face New York for two, and then Kansas City, I would be, then you will say to me, I will say, all right, they've won – Whatever that would be, uh, four plus eleven in a row. I'd be like, all right, I got to watch what's going on more closely here because something could be brewing. Look, look from September twenty second through the end of the season, every single Red Sox game is against an AL East opponent. Get get to that Cincinnati series thirteen and two, and from September twenty second to October fifth, every game will be must see because 
all these teams are in front of them in the wild card race. I know, but why do you say I should be like excited that they're facing AL East? Oh, because they're in the wild card. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, that, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that's but, it is. but it's not going to happen. Like that's but what the game on September twenty second isn't going to happen. It, they okay, okay. Now, I just told you from September twenty second through the end of the season. The Red Sox play nothing but AL East opponents, and every single one of them are ahead of them in the wild card race. It will matter. But but KJ, okay, what? you have Toronto and Baltimore ahead of them in the wild card race, and they play them directly I, again. But, like but, I said, but, from September twenty second through the end of the year, every single game is against an AL East opponent, and all of them are in the wild card race. I understand that. But you know what else happens, though? Toronto plays Baltimore, which means one of them are, is going to win. And, and one of them is going to lose. You, yeah, but <laughs> then you, need, you need to pass both of them. If one of them wins, the, the other – I mean, if one of them is winning, that's going to be and bad And the other's losing, that means the other one's dropping as you're playing someone else in that division. And if you get that game, then you move up too. It's I know, like but that's the problem ladders. when you need a bunch of teams to lose. Like, you need one of them to lose. You need like both the ones of them that to you're going to be playing every day from September 22nd uh, to October 5th. Okay, look, it's KJ. I, I'm and telling you, they're, they're, they're like we're more likely the Patriots go three and one. We're circle jerking here. I, I like, can't we believe you're go. so down on the Patriots and you're trying to concoct this path for the Red Sox. Well, well, one is in the season and one hasn't even stepped on the field yet. Okay, look. Coming up, we'll talk NFL, where the Patriots fit in the, in the entire picture, what it looks like in the AFC East, plus the NFC. Uh, they've got some pretty interesting storylines. Let's get to trending with Ethan here on WEEI. Fresh and Keith, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, trending now at WEI and WEI.com. The Red Sox came away with another win yesterday, 5-3 to three over the Rangers. Brian Bayo notching his first big league victory, pitching through six innings and striking out five. The Red Sox have a chance to sweep the Rangers this afternoon with first pitch set for 1.35 p.m. And you can, of course, catch the pregame show with Rob Bradford right here on the Shaws and Star Market or Red Sox Network. Celtics' recent acquisition, Danilo Gallinari, has reportedly tore his ACL after the initial belief was he only tore his meniscus. His recovery timetable has been set for anywhere from 6 to 12 months. And the New England Revolution gets set for their match with New York City FC tonight. Kickoff is set for 8 p.m. The Revs are coming off a draw to Chicago Fire FC, while New York City FC is coming off a 2-1 loss to D.C. United. I'm Ethan Rissadulu, and that's what's trending at WEI and WEI.com. All right, Trending Now is brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 
Yeah, Max had a great attitude every day. He comes in early, he's ready to work. Um, we go to work, at the end of the day, we talk about what happened, make corrections, make adjustments, and then do it the next day. So he's one of our most consistent workers and, and uh, prepares very well. So I haven't seen any, anything other than that. KJ and Dondero, WEEI, thank you so much for starting your Sunday with us. Remember, tell your Alexa device, hey, play WEEI 93.7 Boston. Brings you right here. You listen throughout the house, and those smart speakers are too smart for me sometimes, governmental-wise. Mark, before we get into how the breakdowns of the different divisions, we'll get to the AFC East and John and Marshville here in a second. Remember how I talked about how um, people will read the tweet but not the article and respond? Yes. So WEEI tweeted out for Sunday 7, Patriots attempting to beat the Miami Heat, and Heat is not capitalized. And then there's the link to the article. Sure enough, there's someone says wrong sport, guys. Like that, that, it says that's Twitter right there in a nutshell. Yeah, they're, they're talking about the weather. Um, yeah, what, do you what, do you have a question or what? Were no, you... Well, another thing is, well, as we get into the FC East, and I'll just say what Belichick was mentioning there is that about the growth of Mac Jones and what it looks like for this season. Yeah, I, I think there'll be growth for Mac Jones. I don't know if there'll be team growth. Because I think it's a rebuild, so I think you'll see a regression from last year a little bit in terms of the record, because they have a tougher schedule than they did last year. But how do you see the AFC East shaking out? I think the Patriots are going to be the third-place team. I think Miami is going to be better. I think Miami is going to finish better, just because they've had a lot of success going against the Patriots, and we don't know anything about the head coach. And I know Bill Belichick has had success against rookie head coaches, but I just, like I said, that equation. The Patriots' talent, Mac Jones still being a young, although promising quarterback, young and unproven still, combined with the coaching staff. I think staff, there's some proof there. There's some proof. There is. They there can is. do it, yeah. And I, I'm high on Mac Jones. Remember, I'm still a Mac Jones guy. But based on what we've seen in the preseason, it hasn't been there. Okay? And you've got the question marks associated with how this coaching staff is going to be able to manage the offense and the offensive production. We don't know if they um, can evolve at all in terms of being a more – dynamic passing team, and then you combine that with some of the teams that they're going to play and the the strength of the AFC and the AFC East, I just don't think they're going to have a good year in terms of being atop the division. So I see them coming in third, just behind the Dolphins, okay. and probably a few games back from Buffalo. Oh, I thought you were going to say New York. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. No, I think I, I like to think they'd be better than the Jets. Jets win it. Jets win it right now. I like no. to think they're going to be better than the Jets. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Let's go to John and Marshfield, who thinks that it's not going to be so easy for the Bills. John, thanks for holding, and you're on WEEI. Yeah, I understand the topic today is a bizarre, unusual schedule possibilities, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> okay, let's turn to football instead of the Red Sox. Um, you know, we, we focus on the Patriots, but I mean to say one thing. Psychologically, Bill Belichick could not be in a better position. He loves that no one gives him a chance. He loves people to underestimate his team. No one has done a better job at pumping Josh Allen than Bill Belichick. He loves that Bill, Buffalo is the, the sexy overdog pick this year based on last year. So that's the given. But look at this scenario. You talk about tough schedules. I challenge you to give me a better month, tougher month than what the Buffalo Bills have the first month. And the oh, he did he disappear the to Bills. the okay. Go ahead, okay. say your last thing again, real quick. Yeah, I was going to say, um, 
you talk about tough schedules. The NFL builds their schedules to give everybody a chance, and they have knocked down the Bills. Look at their first month and tell me a tougher month in football. Yeah. It's true. The it Bills is. at the Rams Thursday night. Tennessee. Tennessee. We don't think will be a – I mean, they're not going to be a – I don't think a good team, but they're not going to be a disaster. At, at Miami, at Baltimore, Pittsburgh, at KC, Green and Bay. <laughs> but you know what? Does that really look as tough as you would think? That at the Rams, that's going to be tough. Tennessee, I don't think that would be so tough. It would be interesting. At Miami, I don't think that would be tough, and I don't think it would be tough at the Ravens. So, And then Pittsburgh, I don't think that would be tough. So what? But see, here's Pittsburgh, the thing, though. Baltimore, here's the thing, Miami, though, John. Buffalo's four. probably going to be favored in most of those games. That's the thing. When you're right. a good team, you bring the toughness. Like You're the tough team on the schedule, not the other way around. Yeah, they have some layups in there. I mean, they've got Cleveland. They also have Detroit. They've got, obviously, the Jets. They've got the Bears as well. So they get that same pretty weak NFC, uh, NFC North um, schedule as well. So they get those same beat-up teams that the Patriots expect to beat the Lions, the Bears. Yeah, so, November it, is not yeah. – New York, Minnesota might be a little tough, but they get them yeah. at home. Cleveland, at right. Detroit, the Patriots, and then New York, and then Chicago. Right. So, I mean, Miami's in there too. That's, that's a bit that's, of a cupcake. I mean, they, they'll probably win <laughs> six or seven. Yeah. So, but, yeah. But, yeah. Narrow it down, though, to the first month. And this is my point. There's four – Lose the granted will be slightly favored. They're two and a half point favorites against Matt Stafford and the, and the Super Bowl champions on the road. But They're I just all, gave you a scenario that he could probably win five of their first six. So I don't see how. Again, if they go five and one out of their first six, Buffalo's not in trouble. Tell me that the Patriots can win, go five and one in their first six. I I just don't see that. John, thanks for the call. See, but yeah, here's the yeah, problem with John. Yeah. Okay. The problem is. I know I, I agree with them that Bill Belichick loves the fact that he's an underdog or whatever. I mean, yeah. a lot of people can enjoy the underdog role. The problem is sometimes the underdog is the underdog <laughs> yes. because they suck and like they're not as good. And if you're not as good, it's hard to win. So it was fun to be the underdog when you had Tom Brady. Yeah. That's when it was fun. When you don't have Tom Brady and you have all these questions associated with the offense and the quarterback or the, or the just the playmakers in general, eh, being the underdog isn't as fun. I'd rather be favored because that means I, I've seen some things from my team that give people and, quote-unquote, the experts, belief that they can win. And so, I'm going to almost not puke when I say this, but the whole Josh Allen hype, it's, it's, it's legit because the Bills didn't punt in their last two games against the Patriots, so what mojo do you have? Here's the thing, KJ. Like you talk about, It's a tough stretch, that first stretch for uh, for Buffalo, but at L.A., I'm picking the Bills. I mean, Tennessee, you're obviously picking the Bills. At Miami, I'm picking the Bills. Yeah. At Baltimore, I'm picking the Bills. Bills. Pittsburgh at home, I'm picking the Bills. Maybe at Kansas City, City. let's see how they look. Let's right. see how the Chiefs look. Maybe there you could say, oh, Mahomes still got it. They're really clicking. This new playmaker emerged. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's I'm five and one. The, even right. Green Bay at home, I'm picking the Bills. That's right. what happens when you're a good team. Right. So, again, I find it kind of tough for the Bills to have the same challenges in their first four weeks than the Patriots will have, say, over their first six weeks. All right, so you've got Bills one, Dolphins two, Patriots three, Jets four. I totally agree. All right, so let's go to the opposite side. Let's go AFC West first because that's a great storyline out there where you've got the Chiefs and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do without Tyreek Hill. Yep. You've got the Chargers who have rebuilt. They've got J.C. Jackson, even though he's on the shelf for four weeks, but they've got Khalil Mack. They still have the Bosa kid. Plus, uh, they've got their two wide receivers in Keenan Allen, and they've re-signed Mike Williams. And then you've got the story with the Broncos, with Russell Wilson, with that amazing running back duo, maybe the best running back duo in, in the league. 
uh, maybe a little bit better than Cleveland's at this point. Um, and it w- maybe Russell Wilson's the missing piece. And then you've got the Raiders with Josh McDaniels. You've got Derek Carr's favorite weapon in his world with Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones on defense. How does the AFC West shake out? I'm taking the Chiefs until I see otherwise in the West. Mm. I think the Chiefs are still the class. I think Mahomes is still going to look like Mahomes. Might not be quite. I think where the Chiefs might get hurt is late in the year against the best teams and you don't have that number one guy, that, okay. that top Tyree Kill type guy. But in terms of the regular season, I think the Chiefs are still going to be the class. I think Nick Bolton is going to have a breakout year if he hasn't already. I think he'll be, I guess, in the conversation, if not more, for a defensive player of the year. I think he's going to be that good for them, which will annoy me. But I think the Chiefs are going to be right there. I have the Chargers below them because they just have so much talent. And I'm not as high on the Broncos as other people. I think the Raiders are going to sneak into the playoffs and the Broncos will miss out uh, by a little bit. Oh, no way. I have Chiefs 1, Broncos 2, Chargers 3, Raiders 4. And the reason why I have the Broncos 2 is because the Broncos have a 7-9 and nine schedule. So think Patriots going into last year, right? Cam Newton the year before, 7-9 uh, and nine they went. So last year, the Broncos go 8-9, and nine, sorry. Or 7, it's either 8-9-7. Either way, they have a losing record schedule. So, But they still have that division they have to play. Right, but who they play out of the division is what's going to be the cake for them. They get the Jaguars, they get Houston, I believe, as well. So they'll be able to play some teams that you're like, okay, this is a way to get healthy. And some of your, um, those, you know how your division plays all the same other division opponents and then you get two games against other opponents? Those other two games are going to be the difference or make up for the sins inside their division. I, I, I have the Broncos actually going to the Super Bowl and losing. So, because they're that element of surprise. Uh, and I think, Whatever teams don't win the AFC West, two of those teams will be the wild card team, and one team will be decided from that from that central division, which is kind of hard to pick between uh, the Ravens and Cincinnati. But I favor Cincinnati there. So let's go to the NFC and let's start with the NFC West, where that seems to be the most interesting story. Where you've got the Rams, you've got the Cardinals, you've got uh, the 49ers, and you've got Seattle. So let's take Seattle out of that mix. What's your thought? Here's my thinking of why the 49ers brought back Jimmy G is because they don't fully believe that Trey Lance can get it done, especially when teams start to figure him out. And I think Jimmy G is there to be the savior once again. And and that that might help the 49ers elevate into a playoff spot. You know, I was high on the 49ers. I actually had them in the Super Bowl when I started thinking about this, but now I've I've come back because – I've thought more and more about this Jimmy G thing, and it rattles me. Like, if you if you traded all these picks to get Trey Lance, and now you bring Jimmy G and p- yep. keep him on the team, that that's a real bad sign. That's so running I, a room out. That's running a room out to your ex girlfriend yeah, and I your wife like not it. liking that. And I know, I know that the Niners are loaded. They've had injury issues, but they're loaded with talent defensively, offensively. They've got guys and dudes. But I just, I can't. I don't know. I can't get on board with bringing Jimmy G back. So yeah, it might help them if Trey Lance struggles. But if Trey Lance struggles, then you just are what you've been. So I don't. I'm gonna pick the uh, the chart. Uh, check that the Rams to still win that division. And, and by the way, the, the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I'm out on them because I I don't like how the off season un, un, um, unfolded for Kyler Murray. Yeah. You know they've had they lost some guys. I just don't like the vibe of that team right now. I think they're gonna be all right, but I don't think they're gonna be anything special. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing with Arizona is that DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six yeah, games because yeah. of PED suspension. Um, but I think Arizona will be okay. I don't think they will be good enough to make the playoffs. Maybe a a nine and eight team, just because of the combination of figuring things out. The Andre uh, DeAndre Hopkins getting back into the full of things, and I don't think nine and eight will be 
as interesting. I don't think there's any real story in the NFC North with the Packers, though. I think the Vikings will be a wild card team. But what do you think in the in the NFC South with the Bucks and the Saints? I, there's this belief that I have a little bit in me that the Saints having the the Bucks number a little bit, and that the Bucks are going through a lot of things with Brady and his issues on or off the field. We don't know what what is what. The offensive line just could be totally decimated. Is there a, a scenario where you see that the Bucks may be in a bit of trouble with their tough schedule and the Saints as well as they play them? I don't think that the Saints can win that division, but I do think the Saints will make the playoffs. I'm going to yeah. still pick the Bucks, but I like what the Saints did. I mean, Dennis Allen has been good. The defense has been pretty good. You've gotten uh, you added pieces. Okay, you got you drafted Ola- Chris Olave, so yeah. that's a nice addition. You added Jarvis Landry. You added the Honey Badger. You know, I think Michael those, Thomas is back. Michael yep. Thomas is back. They still got Alvin Kamara. I, I mean, we'll see what Jameis Winston can do, but if he can get into a little bit of a rhythm. I think they're going to surprise some people this year, and they could make a little run in noise even in the playoffs. That's going to be a team to watch. Yeah, ten to one. I have a play on Jameis Winston as comeback player of the year. I don't know why they have Derrick Henry in that mix. It's, it's how do you come back when you were there last year? So, um, yeah. So the Saints will be a dangerous team, and I think they'll be the dangerous team. So, all right. So let's get to when we're in the playoffs. Let's get down to the court. Let's skip wild card. Who yeah. do you see the final four in each? Let's start with the AFC. AFC, I have the Chargers falling to the Bills in the AFC Championship game. Oh, you want really? the final four of the Well, no, AFC? no, no, no. That, that, that's fine because okay. that tells the story in itself of, like, who's eliminated. I have the Broncos beating the Bills in the AFC Championship with the Broncos going to the Super Bowl. I think Russell Wilson goes on this kind of rejuvenation run, if you will, because he's got all those young pieces together. I think John Elway was very smart to go get a Peyton Manning-esque portion of their career quarterback to match with a real young, hungry defense and good offensive pieces. All right, in the NFC, you've got... In the NFC, I have the Packers over the Rams in the NFC Championship. I have the Bucks over the Packers for Bucks the Bucks going to, back go, to, the, I, I didn't, to no. go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, don't see it. I don't see I think Brady's too distracted. There's too many things going on there. I can't see the Bucks going to the Super Bowl. I could Brady and Russell Wilson again in the Super Bowl. I think, I think that's what you're going to see one more time. Mm, I, I No. I don't see that happening at all. I have the Bills then winning the Super Bowl over the Packers. I think the Packers, look, I don't like how they don't have a number one receiver, but I do. You talked about the uh, the 2015 Broncos earlier. Yeah. I think there's, there might be an element of that. I think the defense for Green Bay is going to be one of the best that Rodgers has had. And if he can still play well, I mean, he's been the MVP. There's no reason to think he's going to just completely drop off. you got some guys that maybe can make some plays for him. I know they don't have Adams. But I still think with that defense and the NFC being a little bit up in the air, I think they might be able to find a way to get to the Super Bowl behind that defense. I just don't think they're going to. I think the Super Bowl champion will come out of the AFC. All right. The season finale of KJ and Dondero wraps next here on WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. This one's for you, Mark. KJ and Dondero. WEEI. Thank you so much. Great track. See, I had to play something from an era that you completely curse, and yet I know that you love. All the music shenanigans that have gone on in season one of KJ and Dondero, I bust out Benny and the Jets. And if you don't know that, Benny and the Jets actually was a very big song on R&B radio way back in the day when I was a kid. Like, that's how I learned about that's how I get. That was like my introductory song to uh, Elton John was Benny and the Jets. Great. <laughs> 
do this. Do, do say? this with the smile, Mark. Okay. And so, starting next week here on WEEI, this time you'll get you'll be getting ready for football season. So. This will give like the company a chance to get guys to work six days a week here. No, but seriously, um, I, I I don't know. I can't announce who the people are, but will it be all wall to wall football uh, leading up to the NFL games that will be played? Um, you know, you'll hear NFL games on WEI outside of the Patriots games. So there's going to be a lot of heavy football talk. It's going to be a it's going to be like a like a round table, if you will, and so forth and whatnot. So that will be aired during this time beginning for football season, hence the season finale of KJ and Don Darrell. And Mark, I have to personally say thank you um, for being part of the ride. You know, Ken Laird came to me, I think maybe in early January and said, you know, look, um, would you like to do a Sunday show or would you want to, you know how Ken says, or you want to do something else? Ken give you like three options in, a, in one sentence. And so I said, yeah, I'll bring somebody else with me. Why not? And so uh, I never met you. We had never really worked together before. And I think we put on probably one of the best damn shows this station has debuted in its history. And I'm not saying that just to say that I truly believe that for two guys who've never met each other, who have no previous history together, this show was fun. It was fun, and I appreciate the opportunity. And I'll Smile! Admit, smile, Mark! Why do you act like I don't smile? I smile all the time. I'm saying now. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I mean, it's disappointing that the show isn't going to continue. But I enjoyed working this with you. This is the and I... season finale, not the series. Oh, okay, my fault. I, but I appreciate the opportunity, and I've enjoyed it. Even uh, you know some of the some of the other things, the parodies. What gonna, that you miss, walked right into it. I'm gonna miss some of the parodies. Do you know there were fourteen parodies? Was there? There were fourteen. I counted them. So I, I gave myself a grade. And so first, I'll start with the ones that we can agree that that you hated completely, and I can agree. Uh, call up from AAA to a Bobby Brown song. You know, you remember that one, do you? No. That that was horrible. Yeah. Get that ring to finally the CC Peniston song. You're like, really? There was a better song, and I agree. And look, that was hopeful for the Celtics. Get you know, get the ring. Uh, I just want to compete, babe. The really bad Justin Timberlake song about the Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you quote to quote you. That was not one of your best ones. In fact, that might have been the worst. Okay. Contraction works to extremes more than words. I can agree. I, I kind of liked it, but that's kind of like the negotiable one. So those are four songs that kind of swung and missed. We can agree to that, yeah, right? Some of them I just blacked out completely. So I don't <laughs> well, that's them. personally you. That's not the song that did it. So here are ones that got a passing grade, but were not a material. Draymond Licious about Draymond Green to Fergalicious. Pass, but not one of the best. Would you agree? You don't remember that one. Yeah, that, that's you being funny. And Brian, don't lose this number. That's the one where Brian Flores and Bill Belichick are on the pseudo call, uh, pretend call to Ricky, don't lose that number. And Mark lost it because he didn't know the song, but it was a very creative phone tap type parody. Okay. Those those two, just those two, yep. were below A work. Here were the ones that I think were A work. Okay. Kyrie's gone to the car since you're gone with Kyrie smoking all that sage. Yeah, that was a good one. Right. I, I care less what you think. Uh, I can't say it by name, <laughs> but the song that aired last week. Okay. that That's a work. Yes. Uh, Jake DeBrusque. Oh, to... that one was my favorite. The Jake DeBrusque <laughs> for out, the outcast Miss, uh, was that Miss? Miss ja- uh, no, Rosa that was Parks. Uh, Rosa, Parks. Rosa Parks, yeah. That uh-huh. one was. Hush that, that was fuss. Look who's on the ice. It's Jake DeBrusque. I'll give you that one. Yeah. I love uh, that one. My brackets suck for, uh, to Ludacris' stand-up about all the brackets okay. from the NCAAs. That was a good one. 
Uh, Bill's Through, that's probably one of the more popular ones, to Nirvana's In Bloom. Okay. okay. Um, uh, Who Can Relieve Now about the Red Sox bullpen situation at the beginning of the season to Who Can It Be Now and all the different players that were literally being called up from AAA, and look what happened. It really happened. Um, Heim Bloom sitting on his hands to John Bo- uh, Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. That that was a good one. And my favorite, and you'll be surprised, my favorite parody, even our producer, Justin, who's worked with us on the show, said this was his favorite as well, was my parody to you of Don Darrow's running for you finishing the Boston Marathon. Love that one. Love that, that one. Was, so, so, so if you bought an album that had 14 songs on them and 10 were good and 4 were bad, what kind of album is that? It's a good album. That's a damn good album. I'm trying to tell you, I, Mark. You're, you're, I, I, you're weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> like, that's what you want. Oh, like. Beyond that, it's more like a... You know, I have a lot of Jimmy Fallon. I have a Fallon button in me. I think that's really what it is. That okay. I'm able to tie my love of music and sports and life together. I appreciate your creativity and the work ethic because I don't know how long it takes you to do those things, but right. kudos. Not long, but I'm not bragging. All right. But um, what I also want to say is thank you for the personal relationship that we've built together during this time. Um, we've been able to text each other both funny things and tough news of uh, in, involving life. Well, mostly those texts have been coming from me and you've received them. You haven't been like, hey, brother, I've, I've got a flat tire. Can you come <laughs> get me? And be like, uh, Mark, you know, call up AAA. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. I just really appreciate you because there's just been a couple of bookends during the during this first season of the show that um, have you allowed, sometimes you've had to carry the ball um, where I was going through something personally, not like in a not like in a Brady way, but you know, life happens. Cancer sucks. I want to say that. And uh, literally, when the show started, um, I get a call. You remember this? My mother in law passed. Right, I was on the air, like maybe show three, and then three weeks ago, my brother in law passes. Literally bookending this show. So I appreciate your your brotherhood, brother. I, I'm trying not to be in tears here, man. You're a good dude, man. You're a good dude. Despite the, nut, you, the nuttiness of that comes out of your mouth sometimes, I wonder, and I know you feel the same way about me, but I, I, tell me what other season debut. Like, here's the way of looking at it, Mark, because I know you're disappointed, and we've talked about this, and we talked about this leading up to it. I'd say, you know what? American Idol was a season, was a summer replacement show, and look where American Idol is now. Look at it that way. Yeah. No, no, I appreciate it, and I pre- like I said, the opportunity. Can't thank you enough. I had a lot of fun. We were able to have some fun and have some personality at least yeah. injected into the sports talk, which I appreciate some good energy. It's different. Tempo. It was a different it's a different so show. I I, I I thank you for the opportunity and for your friendship and uh yeah, I mean I mean I'm not gonna get emotional, but like Well, I am because you know, I get my, my hourly is is two thousand dollars an hour and that I'm losing four grand. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I have to thank Justin Turpin. We have to thank Ethan. Uh, please say your last name because I don't want to butcher it over the air. If My last name's Hersadulu. I love Hersadulu. That's a lot. You, I should just call you Constance. Ethan Constance, right? Because I mean, that's it's like an H and an R and then a U. Uh, it's it's a lot of letters. <laughs> right. Um, also, we got to thank. Um, oh gosh, I got Nick Lapan as well, who's been here with us in the morning. Uh, so it's it's been Justin, Nick, Jake, uh, Justin, Nick, Ethan. So, guys, thank you so much for the work you've put in and for being here and um, continued success. Now, we're not leaving out. I, I probably should tell people so that way people are not confused. We have not received pink slips. You know, that that hasn't happened, Mark. You know, so I just want you to just just know, you know, like, trust me. Then what, what, what was that I've told you in conversations we had? Manage what you can control, yeah. right? Manage what you can control. And, and, and we went, it wasn't like this whole show was kind of like, 
<sighs> we had fun. Yeah, we and were just, ourselves. Just on the music thing, we were talking a little bit about the you know your music background or whatever. Yeah. Did you see the video from last night of uh, Taylor Hawkins' son? playing the, the drums during My Hero at a Foo Fighters tribute concert. I, to their, I, I mean, it was I an have, unbelievable video. You I, gotta see I, that. I haven't been able to see it because yesterday I was at what? A funeral. All, I was in, involved with a funeral all day yesterday. So literally, I have that's the first thing I'm going to go look at. But um, but yeah, man, just thank you so much. And for you, the listener, you know, we appreciate you guys who've shown up. And every Sunday, I mean, this is a really good sleeping time. But we found out that people were waking up <laughs> to KJ and Dondero. And we thank you for that. So I, I'm, I think I'm out of words, you know, just other than thank you. This has been really, really fun. And season two will be amazing. I've already got you're I, out of words. Yeah, right. I know. I, I've got I've got a, I've actually got. Well, I won't play it yet, but there's a there's already a new segment coming in season two that I won't even debut yet. I don't want to give up too much info. Oh, all right. Because, <laughs> you know, because, you know, sometimes on the show, sometimes we would say something on Sunday and miraculously you would hear the same thing again. Within a couple of days, you, you, you remember that would happen a lot during this. We would, remember those conversations we had about that? We we're like, man, mm-hmm. we might have to like do our takes backwards. <laughs> Take jacket. <laughs> Mark, brother, thank you. All right, Blessings bro. to you. We'll talk in a little bit. We'll see you. Uh, Ethan, thank you so much again. Remember, Red Sox this afternoon. Then I'll be here back again for Red Sox review. Uh, Sox going for the sweep against the Rangers and looking to win five in a row. It'll get it done. Have a great Sunday. Thank you for listening to Season 1 of KJ and Don Darrow on WEEI. See ya! We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.